All right, so yeah, so we finished the 1940s and I went on Wikipedia and I found like the list of shows that debuted in the 40s and it was just a page for the 40s. But now in the 50s, each year has its own page because there's just too many shows, like things have just exploded. So so that's interesting just to see that the uh, just the volume of stuff is way bigger. So basically I started at 1950 and I'm just going to alphabetically go down and just if it's a show I've never heard of in my life, we'll skip that and we'll just do whatever I've heard of. So the first show that I heard of is very different from these cowboy shows we've been watching because it's Buck Rogers. Oh, space movie. Yeah, so you got any any Buck Rogers memories? I'm going to guess you probably probably Um, never saw this show, and I'll tell you why in a sec. The only thing I remember about Buck Rogers, and I I think it was pre-TV, so again, he must have been maybe a radio guy. Yeah. Because uh, I remember we had a little little kid's chair. Now, I would have been about three or four years old. Uh, a kid's chair. And the legs had come off the kid's chair. And we used to go flying around with those legs. we put a doll in it. And go flying around the house. Or it would be flying around the house with this doll in the legs of the chair that would be like a V-shape. Right. And, and that's the, my first memory of Buck Rogers. And the doll had, I remember, had no hair on it, or the hair was all sucked off or whatever. Had <laughs> bad-looking eyes. And Been through some adventures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and I, I think it was the boys in our house who started that, but I remember also playing with that thing. So that's Buck Rogers, though, on television. I don't, can't really say I remember seeing Buck Rogers on television. And so how would I have known about Buck Rogers in the early 50s? You wouldn't have had TV until later, so I'm. I bet he was radio. Right. So too. yeah, that all checks out because uh, I was looking this up, and it's like, okay, Buck Rogers, 1950s show, and I found one episode of it, and I'm like, okay, good enough. And then as I started researching, the reason I found one episode is because there only is one episode that still survives. The, this show ran till 1951, and it's all missing. There's only one episode that still is around. So, okay. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. Well, yeah, well, see, I, was, I was, wasn't, yeah, hey, I wasn't born. Well, I was born, but just born. I was an infant. Yeah, so, I mean, they obviously didn't rerun it a lot or anything because they but probably just ran it. How would I have known about Buck Rogers? Well, let's see. Unless it's radio also. Well, let me just check. I got the, uh, let me just open this up. I should have opened it up before. But, yeah, I assume they must have only run that show for 1950 to 1951 Mm. and i think it was like more wasn't necessarily on every station and yeah they just got lost yeah but the basic buck rogers thing it was created by a guy named philip nolan in a 1928 short story and it's just amazing how i'm sure there was a zillion short stories no one cared about but sometimes stuff just catches on because by the next year there was a buck rogers comic strip and then three years later the radio serial started there is radio yeah yeah, and see, that's how I would know about it, because I've got older brothers, like a lot older, like eight, ten years older. Right. They would have been right into that stuff. Well, the other thing that I thought was interesting is they rent down a list of Buck Rogers was kind of the original space adventure guy, and then the other stuff all came after. And one of the ones that, the one of the imitators that came after was Flash Gordon. And that's where I suddenly realized Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon are two different things. Like, I've always heard them talked about, and in my mind, I'm just like, oh, yeah, the old retro space show. But I've never heard someone talk about them both at the same time. So I just always, in my mem- in my mind, Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon were the same thing. I didn't, mm-hmm. I never caught on that that's two different things until just now. So that's kind of interesting. 
But uh, the other reason why you probably would know Buck Rogers, or everybody did, if you're in, in the mood to do a little extra credit this time, I thought this was interesting, is I found this one episode of that 50s TV show, but then there was a serial that ran for 12 episodes that they played in movie theaters in 1939, and those are all available. So I grabbed one of those, and I was thinking it might be neat to watch the crappy TV show and then go to the movie serial from 11 years earlier, I'm guessing is probably way better <laughs> than yeah. this forgotten TV show. Yeah, well... So they're both 20 minutes long, so if you want, sure. we can check we'll them check out. check them both and do a comparison. Sure. Right. Cool. All right, so first we'll do the 1950s one, just because uh, that's technically what we're doing here, and then we'll go back after. In the 25th century, 1950. Wow, this still looks pretty shit, but this is the only surviving one, so this is the best it's going to get. Classic cliffhanger. <laughs> Tragedy on Saturn. Chapter 2. At the this theater next week. This theater next week. <laughs> Come back, kids. So you'd have to save up your money for the week, your allowance and everything, just to go and check that out. <laughs> how much, I mean, do you have any idea how much it was back then to go to movie theaters and stuff? Well, everything's relative. So even if yeah. it was a quarter, it would be like a lot $8 of money. or $9 today. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely glad we watched both of those, because, yeah, so the 1950s Buck Rogers, I mean, it's a shame that it's been lost to time and stuff, but based on that one random episode we saw, it was pretty bad. Pretty poor. <laughs> yeah. And again, all I can say, 1950, was it? Uh, yeah. There wouldn't have been a whole lot of people owning televisions. They would have just been, like, on the threshold of it. So if there wasn't a lot of money to produce things... Then you I did guess. it on the cheap, and boy, yeah. they did it on the cheap. Yeah, they were at, like, I think there was two sets for the whole show, and they were in one of them for 20, at least 25 minutes, yeah. <laughs> just the whole time. Yeah, it was and definitely... they just used, like, a living room set. That's all they, they yeah. used for that. Just piano and stuff. Yeah, nothing special. Nothing futuristic, that's for sure. Yeah, so that 1950s show, definitely, I never would have guessed in a million years what a Buck Rogers show was going to be, that it would be, like, a slow murder mystery <laughs> of like so yeah it's like all right let's see there's this professor who made some kind of you know he had some formula that could be dangerous and he just died so buck's female lieutenant person goes in to infiltrate the will reading because she needs to make sure she gets this thing out of the safe and that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands and they do a little seance about this doctor guy and somebody dies, and it's just like, oh, it was all just a trick by the by the assistant to get the secret formula. and Because she had devoted 30 years of her life to life with the professor and felt she was deserving and right. that his daughters 
should not take everything. And Buck and his uh, people, they unravel the mystery. So that thing that just took me 30 seconds to describe, just imagine that over 28 minutes. <laughs> it took for fucking ever, and it was really slow. It was slow. pretty pathetic. And yeah, it just wasn't. And yeah, I was looking at those little YouTube comments, and uh, yeah, so I was saying too how that only got uploaded six months ago. So that's kind of cool. If we had done this show last year, we would have no Buck Rogers to watch because they just rediscovered it. But yeah, the uh, comments were mentioning how this traditionally Buck Rogers was like for kids and this was like an evening grown-up show and you can feel that it's really slow really boring had no reason to be a Buck Rogers show so that was kind of lame but then we jumped to the 1939 movie serial and instantly it's a million times better it's so cool of just like that's when I imagine you know I was saying how I confused Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon in my mind but that is what I was thinking like little models of ships that they had flying around and little ray guns and and that's just so, cool. Presume that you were, okay, in 1939, you were a boy of 10 years old. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved that. Like, especially, yeah. so they already had 10, the 12, little... 13, 14, and then, though, 10 years later, they're putting it on TV. And there's oh, not yeah. that many TVs around. Well, what are the audience that you're going for? You're not going for kids, because parents probably wouldn't let their kids stay up late to watch TV anyway. But you're aiming for those boys who were 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, who would now be 20, 21, 22, 23. Oh, yeah, right. And they would say, hey, Buck Rogers on TV, you got to watch that. Be my hero. And now with my new matured tastes, this is exactly <laughs> what I want. Just this fucking long, talky porn show. And, of course, once you see it, though, you'd, you'd say, oh, my God, that stinks. It reminds me of... Uh, That's why it wouldn't last on TV. There was a Friday the 13th TV series for a while, you know, Jason Voorhees with the hockey mask, but the TV series was just a horror anthology. It wasn't about Jason, so you watch it, and there's no Jason, and you're like, well, what the hell was that? That's what this reminds me of. Like, you'd watch it because you see the Buck Rogers name, and you'd be like, that's not Buck Rogers. That's just some other show, some Agatha Christie mystery that they put spacemen in <laughs> with really gaudy outfits. <laughs> yeah, terrible, terrible outfits. Like, the outfits on the 1939 show were very classy, Yeah. very streamlined. And they had a transformer in it. That really amazed me. I didn't the see the body's discombobulated. Oh, oh, a, uh, a teleporter. Uh, yeah, yeah, a transporter. Transporter. Yeah, that's a transporter. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they had one of those in it. When they looked into, like, when they were watching the, the bad guys, like, on the viewing screen, it was very, very classy and streamlined. And uh, whereas the one they had on the 1950 show... God, I yeah. don't, it was terrible. It was just like a great big box with a screen on it, and the guys were inside the box. And like how on the little Wikipedia entry, they made a point of mentioning both of those series were relatively low budget, but there's the difference of like the 1939 one was low budget in a charming way. Like the, all the little, you know, you could tell it was little models that they were flying around, but it was so cool. Like especially when they had the little model fly toward the mountain and then the mountain like opens up and it's clearly just again a little little model that they just slide it open and the little little toy flies in but it looks awesome and uh and then the 1950s one it's like they made it for like 50 dollars <laughs> like that's legitimately low budget like you could make it with your friends in your parlor with your made-up spacesuit that your mom sewed <laughs> it's just really sucky. yeah that's what it looked like <laughs> But yeah, the 1939 one, too, so it was cool. So that's where we got the actual origin. It's too bad we didn't get to see the 1950s version of the origin, but that one's missing. But yeah, so Buck was from 
1938, and he crashes, but his science doctor friend has this special gas that puts you in suspended animations. He's like, oh, quick, before you go down, turn on the gas. So he wakes up 500 years later, and within one minute, he's like, oh, 500 years? Good golly. Yeah, but then <laughs> it's like, no problem. <laughs> yeah, he's running a military operation. He's flying a ship to the, the edge of Saturn. He's like literally, legitimately in outer space. He's just got it all figured out. No problem. He can sit it down at the controls of that spaceship. No training, no questions asked. Just, yeah. honey, you go take a little snooze there, he says to the, the yeah. female operator Despite and he just this dog right fight down, that we're in off. <laughs> yeah, just go take a nap and uh and it was funny too that the the professor when he wakes up the future professor starts right away giving him this guilt trip of like we still have bad men in our time because you failed to stop these racketeers and buck's like jesus buddy is that really my fault it was 500 years ago but all right if you want to put the blame on me i'll go fix it then and <laughs> just takes over the military yeah. operation he's a real hero yeah and yeah as i said to you during the showing he was he's a really handsome guy very very nice looking fellow whereas the 1950s guy is kind of goofy he's kind of like mark from mark or yeah and uh and look like he was always reading his lines and stuff yeah the 39 guy what did you say his name was you said you knew him oh that buster uh, buster crab yeah so he was yeah. way better for yeah. sure it's funny too his little friend buddy in the 1939 one who also got frozen with him like like nowadays it would be like they even did this in uh the Avengers a bit when Captain America gets frozen for 50 years and when he wakes up it's like you got a little existential crisis going on where all your friends are dead all your family's dead and you got to deal with this new world you know it's kind of like you you died your whole life is gone not in this one they don't give a shit about that they're not going to deal with any crisis about being gone for 500 years buddy just goes wow i'd be old enough to be my own grandfather and that's it <laughs> that's all they do and isn't he very much like robin uh, and yeah you know, bucky and all robin, that shit all those young you know you got yeah. the older guy the experienced guy the good looking older fella and you got the kid yeah. What's that? They always have kids with them. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess it's because if you're a kid watching, you're like, wow, I, I couldn't possibly be Buck Rogers. <laughs> but, but I could be that kid. <laughs> I could definitely be his little toadying follower. <laughs> I could do that for sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it, that, that's like, again, I probably won't bother going to dig up more of that cereal, but I could see watching that because, like, it is so neat to see. Yeah, I could see you having, saving your shekels for the week to get there to the yeah. Saturday matinee next week. Because you had to see what happens at the edge of outer space, at the edge oh, of Saturn. And, of course, yeah, it did end with that, too, of just like, oh, no, the whole ship's on fire and they're going down. What are they going to do? And I remember, because I always bring up how The Simpsons makes fun of all this stuff, The Simpsons had the old, their superheroes, Radioactive Man, and they have his 1950s serial where it's like, look out, Fallout Boy, and a rocket hits the planet, and the whole planet explodes, and they're like, tune in next week to see how he gets out of this one. Because <laughs> you know? it, it's always like the situation is so dire, and then next week they just reel it back a few minutes, like that never happened. So it probably does that here, too. Well, that was a good comparison. Yeah. I would watch the 39 one again. I would watch that whole series of 12. Yeah. No question asked. The 1951, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't care less yeah. if I ever saw that again. Yeah, if they do find more episodes, say, that's fine. <laughs> you know, just, that's, that's fine. Yeah, because uh, it even, like, just to see how they did it, like, uh, like even at the start when um, they're in the dirigible and it's going down and just the snow in the background, and I'm just like, even just from a technical perspective, it's like, wow, how'd they do all these effects? Or even even with the little models, it's like you can tell they're a model, 
but you can't see the strings. And there's a part where uh, they show like a cityscape and a bunch of ships flying. And I'm like, man, I don't even know how they did that. That's really cool. And that that always fascinates me so much more than watching uh, a lot of this stuff nowadays. Oh, like yeah, it's it's CG. very dramatic, but it's all computerized. Yeah, I agree. It's all generated, but this stuff. They actually physically had to create all those little things and make them work. Now, that 1950s one, all they did is go to a warehouse and get a bunch of boxes and made their background in one of those scenes. God, that was awful. They didn't even line the boxes up well. (laughs) Isn't it neat, too, to see how each different generation viewed the future? Like, uh, I always heard how before, like, say, Jules Verne, there was no science fiction. Like, people couldn't conceive of the future. Like, if you lived in a castle with a moat around it, you just thought you were going to make bigger castles and bigger moats forever. Like, no one could really conceive of the modern era or of outer space or whatever. And then Jules Verne started with the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Journey to the Center of the Earth. It started getting there. So Buck Rogers, that's the 40s and 50s view of the future which was just these like weird ray guns and swashbuckling whatever and then the 60s was like the star trek hippie version of the future like let's all get along and let's all the all the peoples of the universe will come together and then by the 80s it was like the creepy blade runner future where it's like the future is just going to be grimy and overpopulated and fucked up (laughs) and like and then by star trek the next generation it was like a fucking office building flying through outer space (laughs) like every generation has a different idea of what the future is going to be and i just think i think that's cool well they kind of build on what on the basic premise that they had which was this 30s 40s stuff and yeah, yeah, just elaborate on it and more and more and more. And, yeah. Or like, do you ever see uh, Logan's Run from the 70s? Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. like that is the most 70s future you could mm-hmm. ever imagine. Like everyone is just braless and long hair and just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, <laughs> they, even the guy, I don't remember his name, but the guy who stars in Logan's Run was handsome for the 70s, but he's not handsome. <laughs> they just thought that was what a handsome guy was for a little while. <laughs> I don't know, it's weird. And yeah, then it gets into like the Terminator and like the future's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just interesting. So yeah, they definitely had a, a pretty uh, rosy view of the future at this point, though. It was all going to be all right, you know? <laughs> yeah, except there's some bad guys now. <laughs> yeah, I guess that they can't deal with whatsoever. Yeah, I think that's funny, too, that he's like, ah, the professor guy in one breath is like, we can't get rid of these evil men. We have no abilities. And then Buck's like, you guys have planes that can fly from planet to planet? Oh, of course we do. We can't deal with this one guy, but we can fly to Saturn. Like, that's not a problem. <laughs> Whereas in the 50s one that we saw, it was just like a little household yeah. that they were dealing with. Yeah. The 1939 show was like a world. They were dealing with bad guys on this planet versus good guys on that planet. I also love, too, the but other... More worldly, I guess. <laughs> the other thing is uh, how the, the bad guy said robot... If we have these helmets to turn them into robots, do you want me to put a robot helmet on you? <laughs> and that's still like to this day, people, when they're making fun of old timey robots, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, that was, uh, yeah, definitely thank God for the, the cereal that saved this week because it would have been a rough week without that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, we fought through the real bad one, but then the, the good one was good. It was cool. And you're still seeing early TV very rough. And I think that a lot of it had to do with the fact that there was limited advertising in those days because uh, not that many people had television. Yeah. Well, it's neat, too, with the the film serial stuff. Maybe we should look into that more sometime because they seem, like, kind of good. Like, one of the examples I always think of is uh, 
So when I was a kid, they had the Mary Marvel Marching Society cartoons. They were terrible. They were like Spider-Man cartoons, really bad quality animation, like just dog shit. But I just thought that's what old cartoons were. But then if you go back to the Superman, uh, let's let that thing go. Okay. <laughs> but if you go back to, I think his name was Max Fleischer, he did these Superman cartoons in the 30s that are beautiful, super well animated, gorgeous. And it's like, wow, things were good in the 30s and then shit in the 70s. Because uh-huh. <laughs> it was TV and okay, it was Okay, even shit. go back to your cartoons. Right. Uh, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Oh yeah, those were great. Those guys in the, it like started in the 30s, 30s and the 40s. Excellent, excellent. Not just the animation, but the whole storylines that went with them just were so well done so tongue-in-cheek so snappy and sharp and the music that went with them was all this uh, orchestral type music and all the kids got introduced to that music through Bugs Bunny and all of those those cartoons which were so so well done there was a lot of money and time and effort put into those and then cartoons became kind of like yeah well those are just for kids you can just pass off any piece of crap to those guys and that's what they became yeah maybe we did ourselves a disservice by starting with tv maybe we should be watching because those those uh newsreels were also probably the most interesting thing we've watched so far it's like definitely the movie theater shit was high way higher quality than this tv garbage (laughs) for now now, TV will probably, as, as we move into it and we see more dramas and, well, you get, you'll move into like Bonanza and have Gun Will Travel and those kind of things, uh, they're better, right. much better. And again, I, I, I believe it's because there's more advertising now, gonna, more money going into the system yeah. and more people buying TVs because now they're going to become affordable, which in the early part of this, what we're watching... They would have been very, very expensive, and very few people would have owned them. Yeah, that's true, too. Just that basic economics of it does make sense, because, yeah, obviously, in the movie theater serials, like, there's direct money. People pay to come see it, so you got money, so you can make something that's good. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not... it's not, uh, And I think that's a big reason, too, why American stuff is the best for for decades. Like, I don't think anyone matched what america was doing until like recently till like the 2000s you know when you finally get like korean movies that are as good as an american movie like back in the day it was always american shit is awesome every other country's stuff fucking sucks because america's got the money no there were british movies that were right i mean maybe movie wise but british tv is pretty bad like when you look at old british tv it's very low quality yeah the quality of it was very very poor uh like doctor who is an example into the 60s when American TV had a pretty kind of savvy look to it, something the early Doctor Who shows. Exterminate! Oh my Exterminate! God. <laughs> they are pretty. They're almost the, the caliber of them. They, they, the the uh, the writing was good, but the sets and the the makeup and the costuming was very much like this Buck Rogers one that we watched tonight. Yeah. Very very cheap, but the storylines themselves were really good. They 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 were like cheesy like that. Yeah. Well, uh, freaking awful. I'm going to guess, too, again, I have no idea what's coming up next week. It'll still be 1950 for a little while. But uh, but because that Buck Rogers show, like, I, again, I think it's probably no coincidence that those serials are easy to find and everyone archived them. 
and the TV shows missing because no one cared because it's so shitty. <laughs> so probably whatever we watch next is probably going to be better. So yeah, I guess join us next week for something that'll almost certainly be better than Buck <laughs> Rogers. But yeah, if you're curious, those serials are all over the place. They're easy to find, the 30s ones, and uh, they're pretty cool. They're yeah, good. Yeah, definitely worthwhile watching those.